0: Welcome to the Reinventing Strategy Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about the latest developments in business strategy. And I'm excited to say that today is a topic that I've been waiting for some time. It's about ecosystems and MA. And what we're specifically going to investigate together today is how to approach the ecosystem-based business from company valuation angle. So, so looking at how do m deals and ecosystem-based business models combine? And this is relevant globally as well. According to McKinsey's report just uh, a few weeks ago, 30% of global revenues are going to come from networked businesses, meaning ecosystems, by 2025. But the observed problem in this is that the lack of frameworks for discussing, analyzing, and evaluating the decisions around this topic, so around networked businesses and and their business strategies, is is a clearing problem. And we actually have a great team to discuss this today, uh, both from an academic perspective and business acumen. And I'd like to welcome first Sari, a researcher, consultant, advisor, and and recently, an author of an ecosystem handbook welcome on board thank you Reiko. and and then Sanna, very accomplished business leader you have a background on on various m a engagements and assessments and and also are are now pursuing a doctoral research in in management welcome on board
1: thank you, Reiko. and and great to be here with with you and Sari.
0: great i'm I'm sure we're going to have a brilliant discussion so hey let's let's kick this off by by looking at the ecosystems a little bit more sorry i know you've been looking at uh the ecosystems and and company networks quite in in some detail can you give us and the listeners some idea of the key features of of ecosystems and and why they are being used currently by companies to drive growth?
2: Well, um, I think there are three main reasons. So first, there is the growth through finding new customers, finding new markets, finding new partners. But increasingly, the discussion of growth has been in the, let's say, future potential, renewal, innovation, and during the uh, COVID-19 also resilience. So it has been shown that actually the network businesses or the savvy ecosystem players are much more resilient and um, and are able to able to also grow during challenging times.
0: Indeed, renewal resilience innovations, especially in the time of uh, of great changes and and this kind of constant evolution of business models uh sounds quite interesting so so what makes ecosystems then a a tool to to create these these three things
2: Well, if I continue and then uh, Sanna can have her take, but um, I think that the primary primary reason for uh, ecosystems and networks or the motivation is that we have today complex problems that any company or individual cannot solve alone. Which means then that when looking for solutions, uh, diversity is the best ingredient for actually Finding the solutions and finding better solutions.
0: Sanna, what do you think from your experience as a business leader? How did you view ecosystems? I mean, as a as one tool to drive growth.
1: Well, I'm thinking um, first of all ecosystems as as kind of positioning of the company that that you're not uh, alone or. You don't compare yourself to the to the rest of the companies as either either a competitor or we those those lines are kind of getting more blurry all the time. So customer might be a partner, or partner might be a customer, and customer might be a competitor. So this is not so clear as it used to be previously, and I I think that nobody can, in principle, in the in the modern world, nobody can work alone or isolated, and, and there is impact. So. Why not take the benefits of that impact and work, working together, actually? And many companies target to be growth companies and um, to, to really accelerate growth. You mentioned diversity, but it's also a question of resources. So it's hard to survive with your own resources, ideas as well in terms of innovation, but also just the resources, investment. So if we are focusing investment and, and everybody focuses on the core uh, best capabilities and then can leverage investments, but also other resources, then I, I think that's, that's the only way to really accelerate growth um, in, in this very fast moving world today. I think, Sandra, you
2: brought up a very interesting point about speed. So um, many companies actually benefit from focus and ecosystems, as best they are a tool to find those uh, complementary capabilities, complementary resources. If you can identify what it is that is in your core, and that I think is still the strategic challenge that many companies face today.
0: If I if I get a little bit more concrete, how do you combine company valuation? M&A and ecosystems. Do you think, Sanna, for example, when you were thinking about the M&A deals in in your past experience, did you have a look at the ecosystem that the company has that you're looking to acquire? What was the thinking process around that?
1: So traditionally, if you're on the buyer side, you have, of course, acquisition uh, strategy. And because of that, you're targeting acquisition candidates. And then then you have your own portfolio, you are looking for complementary resources or capabilities. So there are, of course, ma- many different reasons and, and strategies. But basically, it comes down to identifying what you want to and and maybe to Sadi's point about what is core to you and maybe what you need in in terms of complementary. One way of getting that is, it is acquisition. Another way is to grow your own capabilities. And then of course there is the ecosystem as well, how how you could get additional capabilities or or leverage additional capabilities. But I think historically. Ecosystems have not been there, in, in even in the due diligence, but, but you have been looking at the existing cost, contracts, customers positioning, competitive landscape, partners, and I think that partner is the kind of uh, old way and formal way of, um, kind of valuing uh, additional capabilities and relationships. And I think this ecosystem is a new and a bit more loose way though of course there are different ways of governing ecosystems and i think i think if you think about it from valuation perspective that's one motivation for the ecosystems to actually somehow formalize the governance because then it's easier to actually value it If I continue from there,
2: in the ecosystem handbook, we observed the um, ecosystem's potential to solve problems by three measures, profit, people, and planet. So profit being the long-term ability to deliver value and to capture value, and, um, and that's a financial measure. Then there is the people aspect, which covers very much the same things than in, um, in, let's say, standard uh, M&A due diligence process. So you look at the employee, employees, um, you know, the people, uh, people that are working in the ecosystem case, not in one company, but in the company setup that um, forms the, uh, the ecosystem. Then there are customers and partners. And and then the third aspect, which is planet, is the long-term viability in terms of environmental and societal impact. And I think that that's maybe something that is not yet part of standard due diligence, but it probably will be more important in the future. So when we look at this triple bottom line, you need to have money, you need to have the right people, but you need to also be able to deliver value in a sustainable way. And um, that, I think, might be an interesting viewpoint in assessing companies' uh, ways of working around ecosystems.
1: I'd like to continue still kind of playing with the idea that you're actually on the other side because I've been on both sides, both buying and selling and, and thinking that how do you prepare to sell your company and how would you present the company and how, how would you present the value drivers and, and what you have done and what your track record is in terms of being able to deliver what you decided to to do. And I think there, again, I would say that few companies think about ecosystem as a value driver for their own company in terms of an asset and even if they would think it then they would need to be able to present it in a way that that it's money so how, how is that value captured by them the potential buyer and maybe even together with the capabilities of the potential buyer if it's a strategic buyer for example so how to make a case that with with us and our uh, place in the ecosystem then that potential buyer uh, combined with their cap- existing capabilities, how is that offering more value to them? And I, I have not seen this perspective yet in, in actual deals and how, how you are starting to present your company for investors or, or strategic buyers.
0: So, so very concretely, I, I think what that means is that the, the impact... Of the ecosystem to the, the the value delivery capability so that's that's the value capture side then I, I guess on on the people side it would be more a kind of a strategic analysis of the fit and 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 the potential to to gain from the ecosystem especially kind of uh, in the in the capability building and and what kind of capabilities can that company actually provide but then the, the planet side topics the environmental and social impact do we have i I think you said that we don't really have ways to actually analyze the value of of that type of topics however companies are saying more and more that those are important Do, do you see in your research any uh examples of where that societal and environmental value has actually been evaluated and valued
2: I think that's a tough question. But if we then go into the, and this is probably beyond the scope of MAs per se, but it could be, the analogy could be applied for MAs as well. So if we look at the recent public funding decisions, many of the funding criteria actually have. A the societal impact let it be environment so so co2 emissions and uh, and the solutions or, or companies awareness around those or any other sustainable development goals that are for example healthcare related and so forth so i think it's interesting topic to be explored however not yet as Sanna said not yet applied in the context of of standard due diligence
0: if i if i may throw one idea of of how to analyze that i i think you you brought up a really in the important point in in the investment decisions That are impacted today by planetary environmental and social topics could could this be actually treated somewhat as a hygiene factor at least in the future that that companies do not consider those companies as viable targets who do not have these planetary impact uh, analyses done or can it be a risk for the investment if, if there are no values on, on that side in the future? How do you see it? Uh,
1: absolutely. And I think that would be, that is today already a consideration in, in even partnerships, that that you select partners based on how, how they approach things and if they have thought about this impact things. And, and I will let Sari to answer that as well. But I had a thought related to maybe impact in terms of m a also that if you find a, a good fit target that has, has a strong impact and or is operating the way you you want to operate uh, aligns with your goals and targets and values in this respect then of course through that the position of that company has in an ecosystem you actually can e- Kind of broaden your impact because then you impact the whole ecosystem potentially through one player, hope, hopefully a, a strong player in the ecosystem. So I think ecosystems can also accelerate impact. I was saying that they can accelerate growth, but also they could accelerate impact. <laughs>
2: I would strongly agree with that. And, um, and considering where we started from, so what's the impact of ecosystems in terms of driving growth? So there is the potential to acquire new customers, to acquire new partners, to be more innovative, uh, to be more resilient and renew faster. So in all these regards, understanding the companies. Uh, let's say, potentially, whether you are a buyer or whether you are selling your company. Understanding where you stand in the ecosystem is extremely valuable, in my view, considering the future potential for growth.
0: And I I think you bridged nicely to the last last question where we uh, try and bring this together a little bit. So if if you were now advising a company on on building the company valuation with uh, with ecosystem toolkit, so to say, what would be the let's say the three main factors that you would consider to advise them on?
2: I would first define what we are doing. The more focus, the better, and, um, and then uh, define the strategy of how to, um, how to reach the desired point. But then when it comes to partners, specify what kind of partners do you need and what kind of partners do you need for what. So different partners for growth, different partners for, uh, for let's say, peer outsourcing. And I think that that's kind of the three-point thing, focus, focus, focus.
0: That was simple um uh Sanna how about you
1: So if I'm just like concretely thinking about uh, due diligence and and evaluation, I'm thinking that there would be you would be looking at evidence demonstrated evidence of having some value in place through the ecosystem, and that could be of course you would be looking at contracts what what is in place and what you have. What have you done and achieved through the ecosystem? How does the ecosystem look like, etc. Et cetera? And then, then there is an aspect that it's also about the people. So what's the mindset of the people? Because usually when you're acquiring or you're mer- merging even then companies, you need to find a good fit. And often you're looking at not only the management team, and the capabilities, but also the the rest of the rest of the company so is is there a collaborative kind of ecosystem value driving mindset in the organization so beyond the the top management and the actual contracts and evidence evidence that the organization operates as part of the ecosystem and then you could of course maybe go for referrals so to speak talk to the ecosystem partners how, how does the ecosystem this company and, and what kind of role do they give to the to your target company as well so you can have look for the kind of due diligence evidence also from from elsewhere than just from the company itself the kind of scripted uh, management presentations
0: Brilliant answers. I, I think that was that was very good and very concrete. I, I think the, the one thing that I would I, I would maybe summarize from this is that uh this ecosystem seem to summarize quite a lot of the things that are happening at the moment and give a possibility to not only grow the traditional shareholder value, but, but also focus on the stakeholder value. And I, I think one uh, takeaway from for me from this discussion was was definitely that the way that we discussed about that the planetary impact and the way to bind that into ecosystem. So how to how to kind of get more leverage on on creating not just value but but impact from the company and accelerating that impact. And I, I think this is truly truly something that can especially be reached with the ecosystems hey i would like to thank you speakers sanna and sari for this great insightful discussion
1: thank you reko and it's my pleasure as always thank you reko
0: excellent looking forward to the next time that we speak about this and thank you to to the listeners as well i hope you gained Uh, some important insights, please stay tuned uh, for the next episode of, of Reinventing Strategy.